the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week was part three of our studies on how to share our faith. We'll continue this week, but first, let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you for this day that you have made. We will rejoice in it. And Lord, help us to be excited about you so that we won't hesitate to share our faith in you. Help us to have a strong foundation of who you are and what you've done. Help us to be strong in your word so that we will be confident in sharing. And help us to be motivated, Lord. So thank you, Father, for this opportunity to uh, share this message. And, And we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So if you're taking our summer challenge, uh, what we do is we put you on our app and uh, where you'll see new resources each week to better focus on the morning affirmations, which we talked about some weeks ago, and now sharing your faith, the two aspects of uh, the summer challenge. And it goes through the end of August, so if you haven't signed up yet, uh, feel free to sign up so uh, that you at least have a good month in it. Uh, call our office at 813-831-5673 to sign up. And uh, we'd also love for you to visit our website at our congregation, shoreshdavid.org, shoreshdavid, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And we love visitors, so come on a Friday evening or a Saturday, look on our website, see for locations, as we have four locations, and uh, we have different times. So we love visitors. Call our office at 813-831-5673 or go on the website. And I'd ask you to consider giving us a gift at this time, as it helps us Pay our bills on the radio program, so we'd appreciate whatever support you can give us. And again, to call our office, go to our website. You can go to heartofmessiah.org and and certainly contribute there as well. So last week, we we, uh, discussed the delivery and the content. If you remember, there were five parts to what we are talking about, sharing your faith. Uh, We actually started with some general overview, and then we went to the approach. We went to delivery, 
and we went to content. So today we are going to discuss the close, and if there's time, we'll start answering objections, which is a big part of sharing our faith as well. Uh, and it can come in any part of these segments. So uh, very important that you're ready to answer objections. Um, there are many ways to close somebody, which means that you've asked them to accept Yeshua as their Messiah. So here's one of the ways, uh, a ministry called Way of the Master. And this is what they would kind of say in their close. Um, will you go to heaven when you die? Here's a quick test. Have you ever lied, stolen, or used God's name in vain? Yeshua said, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you have done those things, God sees you as a lying, thieving, blasphemous adulterer at heart. And the Bible warns that one day God will punish you in a terrible place called hell. But God is not willing that any should perish. Sinners broke God's law, and Yeshua paid their fine. This means that God can legally dismiss their case, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then Yeshua rose from the dead, defeating death. Today, repent and trust Yeshua, and God will give you eternal life as a free gift. Then read the Bible daily and obey it. God will never fail you. So this is basically how they do it. And and there are so many ways to close. I mean, there's also something called the four spiritual laws. Some people have five spiritual laws. But the four goes something like this. God loves you and offers a wonderful plan for your life. And uh, you can then go to John 3.16 and John 10.10. And secondly, uh, that we all are tainted by sin and it separates us from God. And as a result, we can't know God's wonderful plan for our lives. And that's Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23. And the third is uh, Jesus Christ is God's only provision for our sin, through him we can have our sins forgiven and restore a right relationship with God. Romans 5, 8, 1 Corinthians 15, 3, 4, and John 14, 6. And then finally, we must place our faith in Jesus Christ as Savior in order to receive the gift of salvation and know God's wonderful plan for our lives. And then scriptures that go along with that are John 1, 12, Acts 16, 31, and Ephesians 2, 8, 9. So those are different ways. I'd like to um, talk to you about sharing and closing from a Hebrew mindset using only the Old Covenant. Uh, so that's a little different probably for many of you. We are not going to use the uh, New Covenant at all to share, uh, just to show you that when you're speaking to Jewish people, you can do that. All right? So here we go. Um, first of all, let me say this. Uh, this is not only good to share with Jewish people, but it's also great for anybody. 
And it's not the only way, as I said, but it's a, a way that I think is is definitely worth learning. It will take you some study and some learning and memorization to to get to this to use this. But I suggest that it will be well worth your while. So um, this is what we would call the Jewish way to know God. Um, and number one, we've all sinned before God. Now, the funny thing about that is that most Jews don't see themselves as sinners. They feel they're good people. If you haven't stolen and you haven't killed somebody uh, and you're generally nice to people, they think you're a good person. So the concept of sin is not strongly in their mind. So if they believe, and this is an if, if they believe in Scripture, you'll have to give them Scriptures from their Tanakh, their Hebrew Scriptures, that will explain that concept. So we look at Ecclesiastes 7.20. Surely there is not a righteous person on earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. So if they believe in the Bible, uh, that verse certainly should speak to their understanding that we're all sinners. But we also have, as an example, Psalm 51. And, you know, many people are more familiar with Psalms than, than with Ecclesiastes. So Psalm 51, of course, written by King David, starting in verse 3. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your mercy, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was born in iniquity and in sin when my mother conceived me. Well, that probably would blow up a Jewish person's mind. <laughs> because to think that a baby is born in sin is just out of their realm of thinking. They are probably going to be in shock. But a bigger shock is that they're going to have to deal with it in their scriptures, so to speak, in the Hebrew scriptures. And then just one other, there are others, but one other we might use is Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful above all things and incurable who can know it. So uh, this would be the first thing, to establish that we are all sinners. The second thing is, what's the problem with that, you know? The problem is we're separated from God by sin. And we see this in Isaiah 59, 2. Rather, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. And again, that is an important thing for certainly Jewish people to understand, that the way they are currently going, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, without the Lord, they 
have a separation, and their sins have caused this separation. God hasn't moved, but we've moved away from God. So the third concept in sharing would be to turn from your sins. Now, you would think that Jewish people would understand this concept because Yom Kippur, which is coming up in the fall, the Day of Atonement, is a day of fasting talking about our sins. And even in Rosh Hashanah, the the, uh, 10 days before, which is the... uh, Really, it's it's Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing of the shofar, or we can call it uh, the head of the year. Uh, either way, repentance is a big part of the liturgy. Yet, God, when you get a Jewish person outside that um, atmosphere of those two holy days, um, it just, they don't see the need to repent. But hopefully, after you've told them, number one, that they're a sinner because of Scripture, and two, because sin separates, and if they want to have God in their life, they have to repent. And in Isaiah 30, verse 15, it says, Thus says Adonai Elohim, the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, by repentance and rest you are saved. In quietness and in trust is your strength, but you were not willing. So even here, there's an indication that Jewish people were not willing to repent. And yet this is something that God is looking. He, and there's so many scriptures, even in the Hebrew scriptures, about having a contrite heart and, and having uh, humility. And, and not being prideful. And so we repent. Uh, the fourth area that we would talk about is God forgives because of his love. And we see this in Isaiah forty three twenty five. It says, I, I am the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. So, This is talking about the willingness of God to forgive us. And so we explain that, look, there is a willingness, but there are, but he's also asking us to do certain things in order for him to act on that willingness. Number five, one of the things that uh, is surprising to Jewish people is that God promised them, the Jewish people, a new covenant. And so, in Jeremiah 31.30, it says, Behold, days are coming. It is a declaration of Adonai, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And so, here we see uh, that God has an intention to change a little of the requirements going from some from from the idea of law to this new covenant and in when it was written yet to be announced so to speak what will this new covenant be so let's look at it uh, number 6 is that someone and you have to tell me who so that 
when you're talking to a Jewish person, you don't want to tell them the information. You want to ask so they'll give you the information themselves. So you say, you know, someone took all of our sins upon themselves. Who was it? So let's read what Scripture says. We are in Isaiah 53, 6, and then later on Isaiah 53, 11. We are all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. So Adonai, the Lord, has laid on him, so other than the Lord, the iniquity of us all. So my question stands, who is him? And then we go to the verse 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. Okay, so it's one thing to bear the sins and the iniquities of somebody. It's another thing to make them righteous. Because in Judaism, only God can make you righteous, which makes sense, right? So, but God is the one saying that his servant is going to make someone righteous. So again, the question is, who is he? Who are we talking about? So, in the seventh concept here is potentially going to answer the question for a Jewish person. In Isaiah 12, verse 2 and 3, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord Adonai is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Now, we're going to have to dig a little for this, but it's going to be worth it. The word salvation in English, we understand. The Hebrew for that word is Yeshua. When we translate Yeshua into English, what do we usually say? Jesus. So, I want to read this again to you. And every time I read salvation, you put in the name Yeshua or Jesus. Okay? You got it? Behold, God is my salvation, my Yeshua. So there, that already creates an issue because it sounds like there are two gods. And of course, we know there's only one God. But God presents himself as salvation. God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord Adonai is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. So he has become my Yeshua. He has become my Jesus. And then finally, the last line, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, from the wells of Yeshua. It reminds me, I believe it's in John 7, 
where it talks about Yeshua stands in front of the multitudes and he says to them, come, uh, drink from me. You will have everlasting water, living water, receive living water, receive that kind of nourishment. And here we see where it says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So there are a number of issues for those who are not Jewish, who are Christian and have some understanding of the Bible. You can draw the the direction of, of, of the, the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Covenant blending together with the same thoughts. But for those who are Jewish, the person or the one who has taken our sins upon himself is the one who is salvation, because that is how we receive salvation— by giving up our sins and allowing them to be held by another, by Yeshua. Make sense? Okay. So, then the next thing one would say is receive Yeshua and have peace, have strength, and have joy. And would you like to receive him now? So, (laughs) You'll notice that I have not spoken about heaven and hell or anything like that. And and one of the reasons is because most Jewish people don't believe in heaven and hell, and you don't want to complicate things. However, it's an important concept. So without using the words heaven and hell, if they say yes, you can just lead them in a prayer. But if they say no... You try one more scripture. In, in Daniel 12, 1 and 2, it says this, But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book. Now, let me just stop there. The book is the book of, of, of life. Uh, this is the book that Jewish people are familiar with because they talk about opening it up and seeing if your name is written in the book of life. So uh, they understand the concept if they've gone to synagogue at all. They might not, because many many Jewish people have not been in synagogue uh, for a long time, let's say like that. At any rate, it says, everyone who is found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth, will awake, some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, you would ask them, well, which one would you choose, everlasting life or everlasting contempt? And I think the choice is easy. So now we're back to how do you get written in the book of life? And the thing is, do you have to go to Yom Kippur every year and be good? And and how good is good enough? Or has God provided a way, a way of salvation, a way where you believe and God, in a sense, transfers your sins onto the sins of Yeshua, which is what we read in Isaiah 53.6 and Isaiah 53.11. 
So, uh, you know, we've run out of time. Uh, next week, we'll start about uh, objections. Um, just let's uh, pray as we close. Father, I just thank you and praise you for this time. I pray that my listeners will will call the office and start their summer uh, challenge. I pray that the affirmations will change their morning devotions and give it more substance and power. I pray that they will want to study and about sharing our faith. And I pray, Lord, that you will be uh, given the glory for all that they do. So we thank you and praise you. I pray that their first priority would be you, Lord, and may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.